Hello and welcome to the Violin Geek Podcast. I'm Laurel Thompson and we're doing a Practice Tidbits. It's number four in the series and I'm sorry it's been a while since the last one. But today's topic is identify the magic spots. And if you were looking at this episode in iTunes or wherever else you download these podcasts from, you might have been curious what I meant by that and what you're in store for today. So pretty short and sweet. Basically, I was watching an educational video with Mike Marshall, the famous famous mandolin player, and uh, it was on the academyofbluegrass.com site, so if you want to check that out, um, you'll need a, to actually get a, a membership, but, uh, but it's well worth it, and Dare Langer's doing all the fiddle educational videos, and there's also banjo and guitar and bass and, and even dobro, so, uh, so you can start a band. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, uh, so I was watching this particular mandolin video, and uh, he just said something that really struck me as being very universal for any musician, but I think particularly for violinists who, you know, as we know, are very, um, it takes a lot to play violin and, and violinists tend to be very um, critical of themselves and others in my experience. And um, practicing is not always fun. So what, what um, Mike Marshall said was to quote, spend time trying to find the magic spots where you actually need to work. Spend time trying to find the magic spots where you actually need the work. So how can we apply this? So if you have listened to my Just Practice Tips series uh, number four, uh, Avoid Flailing, Isolate the Issues, I go into great detail about um, how it's important to isolate the problem areas, perhaps putting brackets around the actual sections in your music. Sometimes it's just two notes, you know, either there's a left-hand issue or right-hand issue, and focusing in on those before diving into the piece as a whole. So go back and listen to that one as well if you need some help with practicing and this whole concept. But today I just wanted to provide this quote basically and particularly what I liked about it was how he called the magic spots. And what I took from that is that these are spots that if you actually focus on them, your playing will go to the next level. It seems to me that through my own experience and through watching students and colleagues, there's either the type of practicer that practices as if it's a performance and they're trying to avoid making any mistakes, or there's the type of practicer who uses practicing as a way to relax and to have fun, and so they go through their different pieces and maybe they're aware of the mistakes, but they're not taking any time to really identify them and work on them. And that's perfectly fine, but if you have a goal for your music that involves getting to a higher level of ability, then just know that it's really impossible to avoid the nitty-gritty type of practicing. So calling the magic spots to me felt like it's okay to, to, to find those mistakes. Like that's actually what we want to do when we're practicing. We want to look for the trouble spots so that we can actually improve. And it's just a different way of looking at it. And I'm wondering if, if all of you out there can, can feel that difference. Like if we think about them as magic spots versus trouble spots or mistakes, or, you know, I'm not good enough. Why can't I do this right? And having that attitude, 
um, you know, if in fact we can really look at them as, as places that we actually want to root out, it's like buried treasure in our music. And we want to find those spots. We want to uncover them and work them through. And they're going to tell us a lot about where we're at, where we're at technically, where we're at maybe in our uh, level of maturity with, with our in, interpretations, um, maybe where there's tension, like physical tension and stress in our body when we're playing, maybe where we're not breathing because we're really nervous about making those mistakes. So I just want to invite you to think about these spots in your playing and in your music in this slightly different way. And then I just wanted to also put out there this idea that he also talked about, which was to only practice what works. So that might seem very obvious, but how oftentimes do we sit down and we're working so intently on correcting one thing, maybe it's some intonation stuff, um, you know, and, and we just kind of put on blinders and our whole practice world for weeks, months, maybe even years becomes playing in tune and everything else kind of falls by the wayside. Our bowing doesn't sound very good anymore. Our tone suffers. Um, maybe we're raising our shoulders and getting really tense. Um, all sorts of factors can start to, to just uh, kind of slip away. So only practicing what works, it's really offering sort of a holistic viewpoint of your playing. So if one thing's working, but everything else is not working, let's say you do sound very well in tune, your intonation is gorgeous. However, your tone sounds horrible. <laughs> There's all sorts of squeaks. Um, that's not practicing what works. And if you continue to practice with all of those squeaks, just sort of maybe saying, oh, I'll focus on those later when my intonation is better. It's really not respecting the time that you set aside in your very busy daily life to practice. Now, I think that there is a big benefit to identifying and focusing on very strict goals in your practicing. So if you find that your intonation, we'll just keep running with this example. If you find that your intonation tends to be not very good, then you might set that as one of your big goals for the month or the year. But that doesn't mean let everything else fall away. It's like you're building a house and all of these different building blocks have to come together and they have to come together you know, roughly at the same time in order for you to get to the top and put the roof on. You have to have intonation, you have to have bowing, you have to have rhythm, you have to have uh, you know, eventually vibrato and the ability to shift. So you really don't have the luxury, especially with such a complicated instrument as the violin or viola, to focus exclusively on any one aspect of your technique for any length of time. So that's it for today. We have spend time trying to find the magic spots where you actually need the work and to only practice what works. And let me know how this goes. I'm very curious if just kind of changing your approach to your playing and having it be a little bit more acceptable to make mistakes will improve your playing actually in the long run, you know? So don't make it a performance every time you pick up your violin. When you're practicing at home, make your practice about rooting out these trouble spots and keep coming back to the idea that once you find them, it really is like that treasure trove of gold. Once you find them, root them out, figure out what the problem is and correct that problem, your whole 
playing is going to really come to the next level. And I am a very firm believer of this. I've seen it many, many times with my students. But the students who don't do this, they just play through their pieces and play through them again and watch the clock, they don't improve. But the ones who spend time maybe only to work on a few different spots, but they come the next week and they say, wow, so I didn't get to practice this other thing over here that you wanted me to do, but guess what? I totally nailed this piece because I rooted out these three spots and now it's a piece of cake. I really hope that that's your experience as well. And like I said, let me know. My email address is laurel at laurelthompson.com. Laurel Thompson is spelled L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N. And my website is www.laurelthompson.com. You can also find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Laurel Thompson Music. I'd also like to thank the listeners who recently posted nice reviews of the podcast on iTunes. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate that. And if you would like to help out the podcast and help other listeners find it, uh, that would be a good way to offer your support. It's just, you know, a short and sweet little review of the podcast there on iTunes or wherever you download this podcast. So until next time, go out and root out some trouble spots and turn them into magic and happy practicing.